Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. What's going on, fellas? Oh, not too much. It's uh, it's Thursday. Thursday here on 93.7 The Ticket. There you hear the, the wine getting uh, cracked open. Uh, we missed the, the bottle because I didn't turn the mic on. But in any case, that, that doesn't bring down our Thirsty Thursday here with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. We got Jake Sorensen in here from early break. Of course, myself and Nate. Uh, also, uh, just a reminder, Strick will join us down the line. And I'm sure ask about Thirsty Thursday as it is one of his favorite segments here around 525. But uh, what do we got uh, brewing for us today, Kevin? Well, for the beer, we're sticking with the uh, local theme, a beer from Cosmic Eye Brewing right here in good old Lincoln, Nebraska. There you go. And it's called Floyd Wants to Party. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. So uh, Floyd is the uh, namer. Uh, Sam Riggins, the owner of the brewery, has a pug named Floyd. Oh, okay. And so named oh, the nice. beer after his pug. Is he a, is he a drinker? Uh, well, he loves to party, man. <laughs> so he made the beer for his dog. I uh, I had a, a house that we went to in college where you'd have to watch out for the little dash hound because at the end of the night, he'd knock over the trash and get drunk. I mean, he'd start drinking all the beer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so of some dog. dogs like to party a little nice. too much. Hopefully Floyd uh, drinks in moderation. Well, absolutely. And this is a summer lager, so it's just meant to be light, crisp, clean. Patio pounder. Patio pounder. Yes, yes it is. I can taste it right now. Lawn mowing, man's beer, golf beer, nice. pool beer, yes, lake that. beer, fishing oh, beer, yeah. you know, that type of beer. You know, I went to an establishment last night uh, and had this beer on tap and was really impressed. You know, I, I, I prefer beer on tap to cans, and cans are great, but it hits both. It's, it's wonderful on both, tap and can. What else did you do last night, Jake? I, glad you asked, Kevin, because I went last night to the Myers Cork and Bottle for oh, a go. wine tasting event. Oh, you did? Nice. I did. Uh, with Sean Miner. Is that what yeah, it was? Sean, Sean Miner wines. wines. Yep. yep. Had four different wines, a Chardonnay, a Pinot Noir Rosé, a Pinot Noir, and a Cab. And I purchased some beers afterwards, too. It was one, And there was a nice meal. A great meal. Oh, yeah. nice. Wow. Uh, yep. Wonderful meal. It was barbecue themed. We had some meatballs. We had... Um, some pot- that potato, potato salad, yeah, potato salad that, was, that was really unique. Good. Yeah, it was it really good. Had like fingerling potatoes and then also had sweet potatoes. In how, it. Do, how do you guys do the the food? For uh, we hired uh, Relish Catering to do it. Oh, okay. And yeah, uh, Jen, nice. Jen Beebe is her name. She's awesome. I've, I've known her probably twenty five years, and she puts always puts together a good spread. So yeah. So quick plug if you have, if you ever see that. Announced by Kevin or even on Joe on social media. Check it out next time. I'm going to oh, go yeah. next time. Yeah. We had a full house. It was our first tasting that we had done uh, since before COVID. So wow. it had been three years since we had done one. And uh, so we had Sean Miner out of Napa Valley, uh, his wines, and then his, his right-hand man, Stuart Barker, who's actually an English fella. Um, uh, came and did all the presentation and whatnot. It was a good he time. He sounded Australian, though. He did sound Australian, didn't he? He did. I, that, I always thought he was Australian, but that is a, a phenomenon when English people like live in the United States for a long time. Their accent sort of fades, and then it sounds, sounds Australian. develop Australian. It, it sounds <laughs> sounds Moalsy. But either way, when you, I don't know what it is about the you know those the, the way that they speak, but it sounds more sophisticated that's a pretty good for a wine taste it gives certainly uh it more credibility when the guy has an accent you <laughs> I don't know, know why we've had some italian yeah, uh, you it. know and uh yeah it was a good time so 
yeah, if you're ever interested in doing a, a uh, in-store wine tasting at Myers Cork and Bottle, uh, check us out on the social media, and that's where we'll put it out. And, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Kevin, yeah. I don't know if this is something you'd be able to do, but Texter says uh, you need to keep a list of Thirsty Thursday wine and beer down at the shop on a whiteboard. He can never remember what you guys tasted. So oh. I don't know. Maybe that's just an idea, or maybe they we can just pictures. ask you. Well, we take our pictures. pictures. You can, yeah, you can on the ticket. Ask yeah. you. You usually remember pretty well. I, so. I usually remember. The, the guys are working, so they don't necessarily hear the show. But yes, I should write that down for them. <laughs> but you can also follow uh, Jake Bakofen on Twitter because right. he'll always tweet it out. So absolutely, uh, uh, we can make that work too. Here's a real question for you, Kevin. Yeah, we're, we're drinking Floyd likes to party from Cosmic Eye. Yes, does Kevin like to party? Kevin lies, <laughs> loves to party. <laughs> Kevin loves to even talk about himself in the third person. <laughs> I like to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Old Uncle we Kev, have, I you bet. Uncle I like, well, I'm assuming in Kevin's line of work, he probably likes to party. Or I, just, hey, I gotta ask the dabble, Dabbles with some the parties here and there. Dabbles you know, there. need I, confirmation sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not as good at as, as I used to be, right, but right. Uh, you know, it's still part of my repertoire. Well, now, now you're Uncle Kev. Were you at one time keg stand, Kev? Uh, oh, I, nice. I, I have done a keg stand. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's party Kevin. Uh, I, I used to uh, be able to shotgun a, a, a pretty good uh, funnel of beer as well yeah. back oh, in the yeah. day. Oh yeah, you know, two or three at a shot. Watching people do that now is amazing. Like it, it's hard to even comprehend uh, that somebody can do that anymore. <laughs> once you look back, once it's you grow a little a older, do what? Different time back in the nineties, man. Oh, it, you know, kick stands. Are, oof. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I mean, we used, we used to just. Have we didn't even try to hide it? We we're just big rager parties on campus all the time, and <laughs> yeah. nobody cared. Now, when is the age that you, I guess, age out of keg stands? Like, do you think I could still get away with it? I'm 24. I, 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 no, I, did, I did a just keg a question. stand three years ago. So How old I, I were was you? 28 then. You did a 28-year-old So you hadn't aged out of a keg? No, you you never age out ago. of shotgunning. You can always shotgun at any age. There's no way you did nearly as good of a keg stand at 28 as you did in college. Uh, I did pretty well. <laughs> Listen, you guys can judge me all you want and question me, but I did a good job. Oh. I had, Here, I here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I have a theory about this, and it and it's not just keg stands. It's, it's true with a lot of stuff. When you're young and dumb... I, I have this theory that God kind of looks out for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then once you reach a certain age, you're supposed to know better. <laughs> right. So that's when you get away with so much stuff when you're a kid. And then if you try to duplicate that as an adult, you go to the hospital. I believe it. Yeah. I and can so, it's your own fault. <laughs> and so I have the same theory with keg stands. Like once you get to a certain age, I'm going to call it 22 yeah. to 24. You're old so enough. So I can still get away with it. You're old enough to know you're better. On the, you're borderline. Yeah, you're old enough to know better. Doug <laughs> says it's all about the scenario if it's appropriate. I'm kind of with Doug on this one. You know, I think it would be really fun, like, you know, uh, if you're at a wedding or something like that, and then, oh, you know, that guy. like, no, the mother of the bride <laughs> comes along and you talk her into doing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Then, That's know, even that, better. That would be all right. Then, you know, but you got to, you know, make sure that she doesn't like fall and chip a tooth or something like that. You know? <laughs> so you got Wedding gone wrong. You got to have some spotters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we looking at for a price here on Floyd? Uh, Floyd, uh, it, these go for about ten bucks a six pack. Oh well, worth and it. Uh, really good beer. Just, yeah. I mean, just a nice, clean summer crusher. Um, oh, speaking of weddings, tomorrow is my twenty seventh wedding anniversary. Wow. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, and I think my wife is listening, and so uh, I just want to say I love you, honey, and uh, um, 
I did have someone at one point reach out to me on Facebook and said, in the history of outkicking their coverage, you have outkicked <laughs> your coverage more than anybody in the history of doing it. Kevin's on the Mount Rushmore about kicking his well, coverage. Yeah. I, I, I certainly am. My, my wife is beautiful. She's the hardest working person I know, and uh, and she's also my best friend. So love you, baby. So now you've been married longer than uh, Tom Osborne's entire tenure at Nebraska. Does that, did that come, on, 20, on 26, did that kind of... Did that ever uh, cross your mind? Twenty six, you know, twenty five was a mile marker. Oh yeah, and uh, and we spent that up at my family cabin in Colorado, just the two of us. And then twenty six kind of flew by, uh, but twenty seven we're going to try to try to make count. We're we're taking a little vacation next week, and we'll try oh, nice. to keep her going as well. You should every one every year deserves a nice celebration, except for twenty six. I'm I'm covering for you a little bit there, Kevin. Well, we still <laughs> celebrated. It was just sort of one of those things. Well, both my kids got, got married last summer. Ooh, yeah. And 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 our wedding anniversary happened between the two weddings, mm. oh, and so okay. it sort of got outshadowed. Too many events. Too many events can, can add and, up. A and little you bit. know, kids they're a pain in the ass. You know, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. and they're expensive, and <laughs> you know, right, it's like yeah. then you know that takes away from us and. <laughs> So, That's what you signed up for, Kevin. They're gone now, man. <laughs> I'm living my best life now. You still there got you another go. kid that needs to get married, right? No, no, no. You're done. I, okay, I, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, they, they've got they've got degrees and jobs and husbands and wives and you're and done. I, my work here is done, and I'm, <laughs> I'm loving that. There you go. So, let's uh, let's move on to our wine here. Okay, uh, Glazebrook out of the um, uh, out of New Zealand. And it's from a place called Marlborough, and basically New Zealand is divided into two islands, and Marlborough is the north tip of the South Island, and this is a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they grow Sauvignon Blanc all over the world. I mean, I, I think it, good. it's a French name, so I'm guessing it essentially originated in France, but they grow it in Italy, they grow it in the United oh, States, man. they grow it in, um, in New Zealand. But what's really interesting about the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs is that it has a high concentration of a, of a chemical compound called pyrazine. And pyrazine is the same compound found in grapefruits. And so it takes on that citrusy, tart, yeah. grapefruity taste. And, I mean, talk about a patio pounder. It's just like it's it's sort of um, it's tart, but it's refreshing. And it's one of those that the colder the better and just you just wash it down. Yeah, very very good stuff. Is the the pyrazine is that what is I said? Pyrazine, right? yeah. Is nice, Buck. Does that factor into <laughs> the the smell, the olfactory device over here? Indeed, it does. I mean, you can pick that up. Um, but what's interesting is that they don't taste like this when it's grown other places. Only from New Zealand, hmm. and so uh, the French ones, most of the Sauvignon Blanc is grown in these very uh, minerally soils. If it's in Bordeaux. Uh, or and so it takes on that minerality, or when it's uh, done in the Loire Valley, which is sort of the northwest part of the country, uh, those soils are very chalky, and so it takes on, uh, you know, sort of the identity of the soils in which it's grown. The United States ones are kind of like they have maybe a little more honeyish tone to them, a little more melon, and then but the New Zealand ones are the only ones that take on that grapefruity taste, and and uh, it's sort of one of those things that once you sort of identify it, it, it's it's like blood in the water. You can you can easily pick it out, and it's just it's hot. It's it's July in Nebraska, and it's mm. hot. So this is a great hot July wine. Where would New Zealand stack up in like wine production? I feel like there's a lot of Kiwi uh, wine, a right? Lot of, I- because um, France is one, I would assume, when it comes to wine production. Not necessarily. Uh, Italy is number one. Italy is number one. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of overall production, Spain actually dedicates more uh, acreage to vines than any other country. Mm. Um, but in terms of overall, like, gallonage, um, 
Good for word. being a small country, I, I think they per capita probably are up there with just about anybody. Nice. But, you know, they really don't do much other stuff besides Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir. And okay. I would say Sauvignon Blanc accounts for 90, 95% of that. So, you know, it's not like a like in the U- U.S. where we grow Syrah and Zinfandel and Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc and Cabernet and Merlot and Pinot Noir. And, you know, uh, in New Zealand, it's pretty much Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir, and that's about it. Is it? It's it's true, right? In in Europe, and it's it's more of a wine culture, whereas here maybe it's more of a beer culture. Is that right? Well, you know, other countries don't view wine as an alcohol; they that's view right. it as a food, and so that's why it's not uncommon. Like you know, you're uh, say you're a business person and you go out to lunch, you have wine with your lunch. Hmm. And uh, so it's not as binge culture. <laughs> we, no, do that, you're no. not, we do that too. You just get dirty looks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But you're not pounding glass after yeah, glass. The binge culture is certainly an American thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, you know, what's interesting. I had this, um, this uh, uh, customer of mine who had a French neighbor uh, that moved here, like literally from France, spoke hardly any English at all and would pack watered down wine in her kid's lunchbox. Hmm. going to elementary school and they found out about it and and (laughs) they said hey you can't (laughs) put wine in your kid's lunchbox (laughs) and she didn't quite understand why that was a problem she she basically got offended she said what kind of mother do you think i am i put very good quality wine in my (laughs) (laughs) nice and uh and so you know it's just sort of a cultural thing and so when you start to kind of wrap your head around that where you consider it a food and less of an alcohol um it makes a lot more sense in terms of what you pair it with and when you have it and, and you know, the frequency and quantity in which you have it and the quality in which you have it. Um, it just makes it, it makes life better. Now is the quality different? I don't know if you've been to Italy, but I always hear about Italy's wine. Does it taste different in Italy than it would if it was bottled and then exported to the United States? It does. Um, because a lot of times too, um, the stuff that they drink on a regular basis is relatively fresh. And so it doesn't have a bunch of sulfites in it. Um, basically, when we when we barrel age wine, and to be bottled for export, they add so sulf- or even for you know in distribution in the United States, they add uh, sulfur dioxide to it, and it's a preservative keeps the wine from oxidizing while it's in the barrels, so it can pick up the nuances in the barrel without turning sour. And everyone has a tolerance to how many sulfites they can they can take. Um, and you know, but sulfites occur naturally in anything. If you eat an orange, it's got sulfites in it. You eat a banana, it's got sulfites in it. Um, but so many parts per million, everyone has a different threshold. Well, the wine that you drink locally up there, like if you were to travel to Italy, it's very fresh. And that's why people can drink it all the time and not get a headache, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's so low in sulfites because it's their, it's just their sort of farm to table wine. And, uh, um, so, again, it's just sort of considered part of the culture and something they do almost every day. As we are wrapping things up here on Thirsty Thursday, it's uh, you always learn something uh, if you pay yeah, close attention. more than one thing. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> quite a bit of things, <laughs> actually. Things. Uh, what are we looking at for Glazebrook here? Uh, these are 20 bucks. Um, and uh, just it's one of those wines, the colder the better, a little bit tart, a little refreshing, a little bit of grapefruit. A uh, little bit of, I mean, I'm even kind of getting some Kiwi notes, and maybe that's just the power of suggestion because it's New Zealand, but um, uh, just super refreshing. Doesn't taste boozy. Uh, again, just a, a good hot weather wine to have. Yeah, very, very much well worth it. Uh, and uh, what was our, our beer real quick? Uh, Floyd Wants to Party from Cosmic Eye Brewing right oh, here yeah. in good old Lincoln, Nebraska. It's their summer lager, and just a crisp, easy-drinking 
Uh, like I said, having fun beer, playing golf beer. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, yeah. Yeah, activity beer. Also, uh, Kevin, people would agree with Bach. A texter says, Thirsty Thursday, ironically the most intelligent 30 minutes on the ticket. So yep. we will <laughs> hey. give you that crown. Out of wow. everything that we say, you are you bring the people what they want, what they need. Far too man. kind. Far too <laughs> kind. <laughs> so he is Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Head yourself down there. Uh, very knowledgeable staff, even if he's not there. Very knowledgeable staff altogether uh, can uh, point you in the right direction. And if you want to, you can get what we tasted. I think it's uh, approved across the board here oh, yeah. on the block. Uh, Glazebrook. For some patio, patio oh, yeah. powders. Yeah, Glazebrook. And uh, what's the other one once again? Floyd Wants to Party from Floyd Cosmic Eye. Party. There you go. Patio Pounders. Jake Wants to Party. I knew Somebody wants to party. It's hard to remember the dog's name, but Floyd. Floyd wants to party. Uh, that's uh, great stuff. Thanks once again to Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Pork and Bottle. We'll take a quick break. Be right back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 